Welcome to the Bills Backers of Kansas City podcast with Zach Face and that dude who looks like an illiterate Wolverine. Yeah. Randy, get over here. Hey, what's going on, Bills Mafia? It's just Zach here tonight. I'm here with my uh, high school friend, Bob Thomas. Um, he's a big football fan. He, unfortunately, he's a Chiefs fan, but don't hold that against him. Um, he's done really well in our fantasy league in the past, so he's, he's just got the good football IQ that helps. It's nice to talk to him fo- about football. So welcome, Bob. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I've been hearing a lot about this uh, about this Bills Mafia in KC. I got to come up to uh, the bar and uh, watch a game with them, so I'm excited to join. Sounds good. So um, I'm really excited about this win against the Seahawks. Um, I'll admit I was wrong. I didn't think it was going to happen. Did you think the Bills would beat the Seahawks? Um, you know, it just seemed like one of those games to me that the Bills are kind of like the young and up up and coming team and although they probably have like the same skill level, I thought, uh, you know, Russell Wilson and all that veteran winning leadership type stuff that the Seahawks have going on. I thought they would, you know, pull out a close win. Uh, but I think being at home helped help the bills and obviously Russell Wilson just giving you the ball four times or whatever it was. Yeah. That was one thing I was going to say is I got, I normally record this right after the game. So I'm normally on that hype. And I'm just judging based off emotion normally. Um, And with this being like we're recording here on Thursday night, um, it's been a while. So I had to watch a recap of the game just to kind of remind myself of what happened. Um, And I kind of got a different feel watching that game on the recap than I did during the game. I felt like we were dominating a lot more while I was watching it live. Um, I felt a little bit different. I feel like, you know, Allen played a great game. I mean, he threw 400. He threw 400. Um, yeah. You can't, you can't ask for more than that. Three tu- three passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. I mean, it's great. It's a huge day. Yeah, I don't – I think Allen played really well, obviously. But he um, – you know, I mean, the Seahawks defense is, like, historically bad maybe. But still, it's an NFL defense. And if you can put up 450 yards and four touchdowns as one player, that's good against any defense. Yep. Especially, a, you know, it's still a good team. They still have good players on defense, just not playing well. Um, and like you said, I, it kind of feels like they dominated, but um, really it was a pretty close game, and the Seahawks were putting drives together. But I think that Jordan Foyer interception in the end zone, I think it was Foyer. Yeah, it was um, a big picked deal. Him off. That was like a big turning point because the game was still close, and um, but that drive was looked like it was going to be an easy score, and then he made that huge mistake and threw it to Foyer. Yeah, that was one of the things I had down in my notes was that interception, how big it was. I mean, fourth fourth and goal down there going for it. Actually, I don't think it was fourth and goal, but it, it was – Yeah, it might have been third. I don't know. Oh, yeah, it was third down from like the 15 or something, I think. Yeah, so it was fourth down, and they were going for it, and they, they had pulled Russell Wilson out, and they he threw it to the end zone. He thought he saw him open. Yeah. Honestly, in my opinion, I looked at that and I said, if Poyer didn't intercept it, Trey White Somebody would have intercepted it. Yeah. Um, that was just a bad play, and you don't see that out of Russell Wilson. That rarely happens. It's even more strange. There's no fans in the crowd. Um, Bills have no fans there. You know, he, he can hear the play calls, everything. So I, I don't really know what was going on in his mind there, but 
that was a big turning point because it allowed us not only to avoid giving up a touchdown, but we even got to avoid giving up a field goal on top of that. And we got to get the ball from the 25. Right. Yeah. I think it was like, what was it? 14, 10 at that point or something like that. Bills. I don't remember exactly, but uh, it was 14, nothing at that point. Was it 14, nothing? Yep. Um, but I mean, that, I mean, that's a huge deal. If you can cut it, you know, potentially to 11 or even seven point game. Yep. Obviously a huge turnaround. It's, it's very huge for the Bills to have come out there and get an early lead like that. They got a 14 nothing lead early, and after that interception, they went down and kicked a field goal and went up 17 nothing. Um, when you go up 17 nothing, you're forcing that other team to pass the football. Um, Seahawks had a backup running back who he didn't do too bad um, in Dallas. Um, DJ Dallas, he, he, he did all right. Um, but they only gave him the ball seven times. So it was, they weren't really relying on him, and they couldn't because they were down big early, um, right. which really forced Russell Wilson to go out there and have to pass the football. And the Bills' secondary is, is one of the top in the AFC. Um, they're definitely top five yep. um, secondary. And when you force a team to go against your strong suit, good luck. Um, yeah. All that with on top of – Poyer getting his interception, Trey White picked Russell Wilson off as well. Um, so getting to capitalize on turnovers is key. We even had a couple of other turnovers. Jerry Hughes stripped Russell Wilson once. Um, yeah. On top of that, A.J. Klein, a guy that I don't know if you've been listening to much of my episodes, but I'm not too keen on A.J. Klein. He has not impressed me this season, but I got to give accolades when they're due, and he had a hell of a game. Um, couple sacks had had a strip sack. Um, yeah, he. I mean, it it really but, is hard to sack Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is getting older. Um, he's not that Kyler Murray that we're going to have to face next week. Um, he's right. more of a he's developed into more of a pocket passer, and I think that allowed the Bills to capitalize on getting sacks and turn having him turn the ball over. I uh, yeah, I'm really interested to see you know what the difference will be because, like you said, you forced them into passing early in the game and they really never had an opportunity. I you know I think they, I don't think they really ever committed to the run anyway. I mean, like you said, they had um, Homer and what was the other kid's name, whoever it was, but like they never really you know it wasn't like the the Seahawks of old with Chris Carson even or uh, Marshawn Lynch where they just pounded the ball down your throat. Um, if, you know, if the passing game wasn't working and then um, getting getting him to have to sit in the pocket and take time to make long throws, big throws, uh, that was big because, like you said, it led to strip sacks and interceptions, just forced a lot of things. So that big league early followed by the turnover um, just kind of ended up being more than they could handle, especially with that defense because once they got behind 14 nothing plus – uh, you know, I, that it's almost impossible to come back if your defense is not going to hold at least on a few drives, and it seems like they didn't. So. Yeah, so there was even one big play where Russell Wilson had a deep ball and had a touchdown real, really late in the game, um, which at that point I was still a little bit nervous just because it's Russell Wilson and he's able to put up points quick. Um, right. But in watching the tape after the game I've noticed it Taron Johnson our corner I think he messed up on the play I'm never going to really know because I didn't get to watch it on all 22 um, but it looked like we had a safety blitz on that play so he didn't have any help over the top and the way he played that it seemed like he thought he had help and he didn't he got burnt deep and Russell Wilson took advantage of it like 
like a MVP candidate would. Um, however, after that performance, um, two fumbles, two interceptions, I think Russell Wilson might be taking himself out of the MVP conversation for the year when you've got guys like Patrick Mahomes playing lights out football. Yeah, and I think Aaron Rodgers too, like is kind of have having a rejuvenated season and um, you know, he could be in it. I still think he's, you know, uh, in it. I think Josh Allen's probably in it. Um, Lamar Jackson's probably still technically in it, but it does seem like to me it's Mahomes and Rodgers now. And I think it's Mahomes race to lose just because um, he's going to have likely going to have a better record at the end of the year, just because his defense is uh, better than the Seahawks. So, and I think Russell's the only guy going to put up numbers with him. So, yeah, I still, you know, obviously, like you said, Russell Wilson can put up points like crazy. So even down 14 nothing or 21 nothing or whatever it was, still scary. Yeah. And Allen's still got the opportunity to be in that MVP conversation. Um, he's He's got to keep doing what he's doing. I mean, he he is the first one, I've, and it's been a while since I saw those stats, so I might get it wrong, but he's like the first quarterback in the Super Bowl era to have multiple games of over 400 yards with three touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. Um, yeah. He's the only one to ever do it in the Super Bowl era. And that <laughs> that's a big deal when your quarterback's going out and breaking these stats like that. Um, he just needs to keep doing it and adding guys like Stefan Diggs and keeping guys like John Brown and Cole Beasley. And then even adding, um, I, I really like Gabe Davis. He came out in the draft and, he was kind of underrated, in my opinion, out of UCF. And um, I like the kid. I mean, he seems like he's going to really take over that role from John Brown, hopefully, um, within the next few years, which is good because John Brown is likely not going to be here after his contract's up after the next season. So um, it's big for Josh Allen to really develop this chemistry with his young receivers. And Diggs is here long-term. And he already developed that chemistry. Yeah, and that's really good because, I mean, you hear it a lot with the Chiefs right now. It's obviously right now they have Tyree Kill. You guys have Stephon Diggs. Um, you guys have, you know, three or four really good offensive weapons. But as Josh Allen gets older and starts to get paid, you're going to need to bring those guys out of the draft instead because maybe, yeah, you can have a Stephon Diggs, but that means that once Singletary comes up, he might not be – able to be signed or, you know, I don't know what Zach Moss is going to turn into, but same thing, you know, you're probably going to have one or two of those guys instead of four. And when he gets starts getting paid, so it's going to take more draft guys. It's going to take, you know, in your case, it's him. And in our case, it's Nicole Hardman type guys. Yep. You definitely see with this being Allen pushing the end of his rookie contract, he's still gotten another year plus the fifth year option still. Um, so we've got want, time. He's going to want to get paid this year or next year, probably. I mean. Yes. Um, but at the same point, it would behoove him as well to, to wait if he's confident in himself. Um, because as the market for quarterbacks goes up, that's going to drive his value up. Um, so if he's confident that he's going to be able to continue playing great football um, and the Bills are going to keep adding talent around him, why would you – I mean, you're only in your third year now. I, I don't see the Bills wanting to pay him yet, um, especially next year with the lower salary cap. They're just not going to have the money to pay him next year. And I, I don't see him being that me, me, me guy asking for it next year. Um, 
but the Bills aren't going to have a lot of capital um, with their salary cap next year to bring guys in. It's going to be tough for anybody in the NFL with this COVID. Um, it's going to be really hard with that salary cap jumping down, but you're seeing when Russell Wilson brought his team to the Super Bowl, it was because he was on his rookie contract. They were able to put a hell of a defense around that kid um, on top of a great offense with Marshawn Lynch, one of the greatest running backs of his era. Um, so he's, he's had talent and Allen's looking like the same situation. The bills have put a defense around him. Defense hasn't been performing all that great this year. However, they've definitely built around him offensively. Um, so hopefully um, if it's not this year, it's next, um, which before I get too much into that, I do have one more thing I want to say before we finish up talking about the Seahawks game before the break um, is Super Bowl conversations. The road to the Super Bowl in the AFC is going to be really tough this year. Um, we've, we've got a lot of talent in the AFC. Um, you look at, you've got the Chiefs, you've got the Steelers, you've got the Bills. Baltimore. Uh, you've got Baltimore, um, Tennessee. Las Vegas looks pretty good. So there's quite a bit of talent. And there's going to be a mountain to climb to get yourself to the Super Bowl this year. Um, it's going to be even tougher because you're not going to get a first round buy unless you are the number one seed. Um, and only one team's going to get that, obviously. So um, it's going to cause a different feel this year. Um, but after the Bills beating the Seahawks and the Bills beating the Rams earlier this year, I'm confident that we could beat any NFC team for the Super Bowl if we get there. The, the problem is going to be getting there. Getting through those powerhouse AFC teams is going to be extremely difficult. And it's just going to rely on how things fall. I think right now the prediction was if everything fell how it was at this moment, Bills would be playing Las Vegas. We've already beat them. Doesn't really mean much, but I'm confident we could beat them as well. Um, and I believe the Chiefs were going to be playing Miami um, if it, the season fell right now. And that would be a pretty tough game too because Miami's kind of on the direction, no climb of up. So – Oh, yeah. I mean, Tua showed a lot last week, and obviously, like, I'm a Chiefs fan, so I'm probably definitely biased, but, uh, you know, in my mind, the AFC is the Chiefs and then a bunch of other teams, but it's not just a bunch of other teams this year. It's a bunch of other really good teams, and I obviously, like I said, still think the Chiefs are kind of the cream of the crop, and I expect I expect Pittsburgh to take some losses uh, eventually, because, I mean, you can't keep playing five-point games with uh, – Dallas with a third yeah. with a third string quarterback going against you. Fourth string. Yeah. Yeah. Guy who's been in the league since 2014 and never had a start. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, 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 like you said, I mean, Pittsburgh, I think Pittsburgh and the bills are kind of that next tier with Baltimore too. Like they're really close and they're really good and they all have good quarterbacks and that's the big part of winning in the playoffs and they all have running games too. Yeah. Um, I had an episode with Brennan, and it was real fun. We were talking about the, just the matchup of the Bills versus the Chiefs. I'm um, going into that game. Um, I was disappointed just based on weather. Um, because yeah. I would have liked to see that game being – allowing the teams to be able to pass the football. Um, I mm -hmm. think the Bills match up very well against the Chiefs in that aspect. 
Um, we obviously didn't do a good job against the run, but we're not going to get too much into this because we're talking about the other game. Um, however, it's just one of those things where we've really seen the Bills' defense really start to come into their own, which is good. As you're approaching the sec- – you're in the second half of the season now, um, and the Bills are getting ready to go into bye week, to really be climbing up momentum with your defense is good. Um, we need that. We don't want to be going the opposite direction, which – We've seen a lot more from our defense against an MVP candidate and Russell Wilson to go out there and perform like they did. I'm ecstatic. Uh, I am so happy for our our defense to have allowed Josh Allen to just go out and play ball. Um, Fun fact I wanted, I didn't know if you saw, you might've seen now um, later in the week, um, Josh Allen's grandmother passed away before that game. Um, And he went out and threw for over 400 yards um, three touchdowns, and there was a comparison. It showed the game after Brett Favre's dad died. He had a very similar performance. Uh, 400 yards, like three touchdowns, pretty much identical performance. Which yeah, it was on Monday Night Football. Right? And, you know, it's crazy when these guys go out there and our offensive coordinator and head coach sat down with Allen and said, hey, are you comfortable with this? Are you going to be able to – focus on the game because I completely understand that you're, you might not be able to, you might need some time. And he said, no, I can compartmentalize. I can do this. And I think he did a pretty good job of that. Um, He didn't get too emotional there. There wasn't a time during that game that you really knew what was going on until afterwards when the media came out and asked questions. Um, And Bill's mafia came out and has donated over over $400,000 in his name, I believe, was where it was at today. I thought it was that high. Mate, let's see. I've got to look right now. Um, one moment. But they've donated a ton of money in honor of Josh Allen's grandma. Um I guess they're more than a hundred thousand. That was as of three days ago. Um, what charity did she die? Some something specific, or um, they donated it to um, that doesn't matter. Children's so, Hospital because that's Josh Allen's um, charity of choice. Um, which Josh Allen came out and said, you know, I love Buffalo. I never want to leave Buffalo. Like the fact that the fans donated $17. Every fan who donated was doing an in increments of $17 in honor of Josh Allen's grandma. And that that's great. And it makes, it makes the players feel loved and which is tough when you don't allow, when there's no fans in the stands in Buffalo. Um, it's hard for them to really get that emotion of the fans. And when they see that it's big in times like that. So um, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break and then we're going to come back and talk about this um, upcoming game against Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Welcome back. So Bob's got something else that he wanted to add regarding the climb to the Super Bowl as a possibility. So what was it you wanted to discuss, Bob? Oh, no, I was just going to say that, you know, you were talking about the tough road through the AFC. And, I mean, the Bills are kind of like in the same spot the Chiefs were a couple years ago where it's like we can just get past the Patriots or the, the Steelers. You know, we feel confident against any NFC team. And it seems like it's been that way a long time in the AFC. But – um, I just think it's funny. It's always like that next team up, you know, you get the good young quarterback and, and then it's your turn to try to push through and get to the Super Bowl because 
it just seems like it's been that way going back all the way back to like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady in the AFC. I mean, it's just been young quarterbacks trying to get past him, whether it's Joe Flacco or Pat Mahomes or now Josh Allen. Yeah, I was, I was talking with my co-host, Randy, and um, one thing that we were discussing is we'd love to see the Bills get to play in Kansas City for the AFC championship game. Yeah. I've joked about it to every Chiefs fans that wanted to give me shit after we lost that game. I said, see in the AFC championship game. But deep down, I, I really hope – I hope the Chiefs get knocked off sooner because I don't want to have to play you guys. Um, however, um, I wouldn't mind playing you again. I, I think, you know, we could see a different game. It's always interesting to see when teams get to play each other in the regular season and then they get in the playoffs, how things factor out after they've seen what the other team can do. Um, so I think it's going to be – that would be a great matchup, and I guarantee you would be at that game in Arrowhead. Um, yeah, that, that would be a great matchup. And uh, I think – yeah, I think that that would be a really strong one just because it would be the two young quarterbacks in the AFC – two of the young quarterbacks in the AFC. That's exactly and, what the league's looking for. And you got the narrative that the Bills traded their pick um, that gave yeah, the Chiefs Patrick be. Mahomes. And that ended up giving the Bills Tredavious White and then in turn – Josh Allen um so you know you've got that narrative there and then of course you've got the reigning Super Bowl champs versus the up and coming hopefully we can say when this time comes that the Bills have won the AFC East um right now the hardest thing for them to climb is the Miami Dolphins um there's still a couple games back against us and we still get to play them one more time so I'm not terribly worried about it because Miami's still going to play some of these tough NFC division ga- or NFC conference games. Um, they've still got to play the Seahawks. I know they've already beat the 49ers, but let's be honest, the 49ers have been injured. Um, they are not as great as what we would have thought they would have been just based on all their injuries. I mean, right now you Kittle's out, you've got Garoppolo out, You've got Bosa out. I mean, that team is depleted. Um, yeah, which, they've been decimated by injury. And you've seen that a lot in the league. Um, fantasy football, is, a lot of guys have been hurting based off injuries. Um, Christian McCaffrey had went out for uh, an NFC team for the Panthers, and he came back, and then he's hurt again. Um, right. So you just – you're seeing a lot of injuries this year, and I think it's due to the lack of that preseason. Um Players are not as acclimated, and you're seeing a lot of the um, soft tissue injuries, um, non-contact type stuff as well. So, but anyway, um, so Bob, what do you think is the key for the Buffalo Bills to beat the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday? Um, Yeah, well, we were talking about that road to the playoffs, right, and the road to getting through the tough AFC, and it definitely starts in Arizona. And, um, yeah, I, I think the key is just to contain Kyler Murray. It's almost like when the Chiefs, you know, were playing Lamar and the Ravens. I mean, if you can just keep that guy in the pocket and make him make throws, um, he's still dangerous. But you can't, you can't be letting him pick up third and 14 with his feet and, can't let, you know, things like that, you know. So, and you also can't oversell out and just make it to where he has an easy – you know, I saw a couple of those plays uh, where you could tell the – you could tell the Bills were more worried about, you know, maybe a really deep throw or certain things in the backfield going on, screen passes, and they gave up a couple pretty long third downs to the tight end uh, in the Seahawks game. 
And, uh, you know, so I think it's just those things, just containing them on third down. You know, Kyler Murray's one of those guys, he's going to get his yards. Already he's proven that. He's going to get his yards and his points. Uh, but if you can just keep him contained, you know, I think they have a good enough offense. And that's another thing, starting fast, because obviously the Bills had a couple games this year where they just didn't get out the gate well, like Tennessee and Kansas City. And um, so if they can get out the gate and just, you know, put up a couple scores early and keep Kyler Murray in check, it seems like the Arizona Cardinals are a team that can be mentally defeated a little bit. Uh, where, whereas uh, if they get off to a hot start and it's going to be a shootout, they're going to have a much better chance uh, if they get off that hot start. Yeah, I agree. I think Kyler Murray is definitely going to be a problem. Um, Kyler Murray is one of those guys that he, he welcomes the blitz. He'll, he'll let it happen and he'll rush around the end. And if you don't have your defenses, defensive ends containing – He's going to be gone, and I, you need a spy on him as well, um, which is going to hurt the Bills without Matt Milano. Matt Milano is on IR, and he's one of our faster linebackers. Um, but the Bills did add a linebacker to our practice squad last week, Deron Lee. You're familiar with him from the Chiefs. Um, he seems to be a little bit more of a quicker linebacker, um, more of a run-stopping guy. I'm not – I don't know too much on him as far as pass coverage, but I'd be interested to see them use him as a maybe a quarterback spy against Kyler Murray because you need to have somebody have their eyes on this kid. If you've got if you're playing man to man against him, which the Bills don't do a whole lot, we're more of a zone team, which will play into our favor on this. Um, if you, you don't want your back turned to Kyler Murray because the second he sees everybody's back turned to him, he's going to take off with the football. And he's proven to be extremely fast and he's dangerous with the football. Um, I think the big key to stop Kyler Murray is going to be sending the blitz, but keeping him in the pocket when you're doing it, which is a little bit harder than what it sounds. Um, but if you're able to keep those defensive ends and contain and, Maybe not letting them worry about the sack, but allow the defensive tackles and the linebackers to get the sack and keep him in the pocket. That's where things will work out in our favor. Um, and on top of that, I'm not worried about the defense of the Cardinals. I know they've, they've got some great talent in Buda Baker. Um, he, he's, he's really good, but at the same point, he's just one guy. Um, and if the Bills can go out there and put up a lot of points – then I'm not worried about this game. Josh Allen has proven to do pretty well in domes. And, I mean, he did pretty bad against the Texans in the playoffs, well, in the second half at least. But we don't want to get too much into that one. That one's still a sore moment for me. But he's done extremely well against Minnesota in the dome. And he's done well against the Cowboys last year in the dome. And then we've already played this year in Vegas in the dome. And Allen played really well. Um, so we're looking at another dome game in Arizona and what, what better time for Josh Allen to come out slinging the football when you don't have to worry about the weather and you've got weapons like John Brown, Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley, Gabe Davis, and then Tyler Croft, which Tyler Croft had a great catch in our game against the Seahawks. Um, that that opens to our strength and I'm excited to see what Brian Dable does um 
And if we come out of this with a win, it's going to be huge. I mean, to go into the bye with only two losses um, is going to be a giant thing for the Bills. Um, right now they're seven and two, and to go in eight and two into the bye week and then be able to get healthy and come out, it's it's a, a great thing for them. However, it's to the opposite end of the spectrum. If we lose this game, it's not the end of the world. It's an NFC team. Um, you're not playing conference, so it's not going to hurt us as much. Um, yeah, I think it'll be one of those things. Uh, you know, another, well, just real quick, another point. I think I noticed this in the Seahawks game. Josh Allen has some troubles on third down if it's a third long and a pass rush is getting after him, like most quarterbacks do. And so, I mean, it seems like we've just kind of hashed over, you know, keys to the game that are pretty much the key to the game in every NFL game. But I think if they just can keep it to like third and manageable, because the Seahawks, or excuse me, the Cardinals give up a pretty high passer rating. So that's great for Josh Allen. But they do also, they also are in the top third in the league in sacks. So if you can keep it at third and manageable, keep that pass rush away and uh, make them lean more on their secondary to cover, you know, especially on slants and quick things, um, you know, to get easy first downs, and that'll be something big. But Yeah, that is, uh, that is a huge thing. We did give up – there was a lot of sacks um, in the Seahawks game. Um, but one thing to keep in mind there was the Bills did have Mitch Morse out, um, which caused us to have to shift Feliciano into center – um, which meant we had Ike Botger on the one side and we had another backup guard on the right side because Brian Winters went out of the game um, with an injury. And so we had two backup guards in. Um, and I did notice that was a problem. Uh, Allen did have a lot of sacks. I think he had like seven sacks in that game. Um, yeah. It's not good. Um, but at the same point, we have good news. Mitch Morse has been practicing in full for the last two days. Um, and I'm glad to hear after his fifth concussion that he's doing good and he's coming back. Um, but so if we have, we have him and we've got good news that um, Cody Ford is at least he was um, back in practice as a partial participant, but um, between him and Feliciano and having our full offensive line back, I think hopefully they can get, back into that rhythm of helping Josh Allen and maybe Josh won't give up sacks like he did. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, like you said, I mean, even if you're dealing with all those injuries, then the game plan might shift a little bit anyway, maybe a little bit more uh, quick passing and just stuff to, you know, less yardage per play, but just keep the down and distance shorter. But yeah, regardless, I, I think they have a really good shot. And like, like you said, if they can contain Kyler Murray and just, get the offense rolling early, I think it'll be fun. Yep. So um, what is your score prediction? Just fun score prediction. What was the question you asked me? I kind of cut you off there earlier. What was the question you were asking me going into? Uh, I wanted to, I think I had a good answer to it, but I forgot. <laughs> oh, I forgot what I was asking you because um, no, we got into a different discussion. So it no big like deal. Anyway, yeah, uh, well, I, I mean, I, I think it'll – I think it's going to be a shootout. Um, I think the Bills defense is really good. I just think Kyler Murray is transcendent. And uh, I don't know. I think it feels a lot like last week's um, Dolphins-Cardinals game where uh, both teams put up quite a few points. But I'm just going to say 34-27 
Uh, I, I would give it to the Bills. That's who I'll be picking in my in my elimination league. Um, give it to the Bills, and it just seems like as long as they take care of the ball and play just – I think their defense is better than Arizona's anyway. Just play a little bit better defense, they'll have a one-score lead there at the end. Yeah, absolutely. I I think I would like to see us put up 40 points because um, that would guarantee a win in my book. But I don't think we'll actually see that performance. I don't think we're going to see a 415 yards by Josh Allen performance. Um, but I do think he's going to get 300 yards. They're going to they're pass the football. Um, however, getting our offensive line back, hopefully that allows Zach Moss and Devin Singletary to – be able to start getting that run game that we haven't been able to see how the bill's going, um, which is key in game management. If you're able to hold hold the ball and keep the ball out of Kyler Murray's hands, that also helps. But if you're going to do that and you're going to run the football, you need to put up points every time. If you're not if you're not putting up points and you're just wasting time, there's no point in doing it. And so it could, be, it could be a whole different game plan too, kind of like the Chiefs did to the. Uh to the Bills, I mean, maybe they're like, we don't want to deal with Kyler Murray, so we're just going to pound the ball down their throat and, you know, hope it works. And then if it doesn't, we rely on Josh Allen to make it work. But um, maybe it's just one of those games where they give a lot to the run game and just keep Kyler Murray off the field, score 27 points, and, you know, get out of there with a W. Who knows? Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to the game and um, looking towards later in the season – um, for the Bills schedule, I'm going to pull it up and I want to kind of get your thoughts on the remaining Bills schedule with there not being too much left. Um, we've got, of course, six more weeks. So after yeah. the Cardinals game, if we both, which we did, we just predicted them a win, um, they would be eight and two. Uh, and then they've got the Chargers, but we're at home. Um, I think we win that game. Uh, there's no reason we don't. Yeah, I think the Chargers find a way to lose. Seems like they're they put up a good performance and then they find a way to lose. So yeah, um, and then you got the 49ers, in, very injury depleted. However, it is in San Francisco, but it is a prime time game. I think the Bills win that one as well. Um, the one after that, we've got the Steelers. Um, Steelers, I think we're it's winnable, um, but I think that's a game we lose, um, especially after just playing West Coast. Um, on primetime to go into another primetime game back-to-back against the Steelers is going to be tough. I think we lose that game, and at that point, we would be sitting at 10-3. and 10 and three. Um, And then we've got the Broncos. I think we can beat the Broncos. Puts us at 11-3. and three. Pats, we can beat them too. Um, we've seen it happen. Um, that could be – that's 12-3, and three, and then we got the – the Dolphins. Um, that game is, I mean, it could be a big deal um, depending on where the Dolphins lie. But if the Bills only lose one more game, one or two more games throughout, um, I don't see that Dolphin game mattering as far as who wins the division. And hopefully we can see Josh Allen getting benched. And I think we might finish the year 12 and four. Yeah, I, I see. Maybe, maybe three. I think the Bills will lose two more games. I think they'll beat the Cardinals. I think they'll beat the Chargers. I think they'll beat the 49ers. Um, the Steelers, I mean, if they win the Steelers game, that's a big boy game. The Steelers are a historical franchise. We have a Hall of Fame quarterback. They have five different wide receivers that are good. 
They have a good running back. They have a good defense, like always. That's a big boy AFC late season December matchup. If you win that game, you prove a lot, um, even though it is at home. You should beat the Broncos. Um, for some reason, I just can't quite pick them like 100% against the Pats just because I feel like Bill's not going to get beat twice by the Bills in one year. I don't know what he's going to have to pull. It just feels like that'll be a game the Pats surprise. Plus, I think the Pats are like on the verge of turning around. Maybe I'm completely wrong, but it just feels like they're going to make a push for like that seventh seed, um, even though they could barely beat the Jets last week. Um, yeah, I don't I don't see the Patriots doing that right now, um, and that's just based on they the division set up as a whole right now. There, it's going to take a lot for them to with as many teams in the AFC with winning records right now. And the Patriots are, are on the bottom looking up um, at this. And it's going to take a lot for them to even make the playoffs. And I think Bill Belichick is smart enough to say, eh, you know, we're not going to give it our, our all in this game. We win this game. That's a big, big difference in um, draft picks. Now, obviously players are not going to ever go out to lose. I would never expect, the Patriots go out there and want to lose, especially against a divisional opponent. However, um, Belichick might not have a whole lot to play for, and so we might not see as much out of him. And um, hopefully the Bills are on the climb up offensively and can dominate that game. It is in Foxborough, um, which is interesting. So um, either way, we're, we're potentially looking at the Bills uh, at – 13 and 3, 12 and 4, or on the bright, on a positive note, could technically be 14 and 2, um, which would really um, give them a huge chance. Um, one Kansas City law, one or two Kansas City losses away from them potentially having a, a first round bye. Um, Bills have control of their destiny right now. They, if they can go out and win games, um, especially with a bye week coming up. Um, you never know what's going to happen. Any given week, teams can lose, teams can win, um, which might give the Bills a huge possibility of coming out there and getting that first first seed. Um, all it takes is some crazy loss by the Chiefs, and it's a possibility. Yeah, so. I, mean, yeah I think that I think the only team that really controls their destiny truly is the Steelers. If they went out, obviously they're getting the one seed. Well, yeah. And then, um, but I think the Bills and the Chiefs are probably the only other teams I think have a chance. Um, the only reason I, I say the Bills won't because they, they would have to go undefeated and the Chiefs would have to lose two games. Uh, they've got to be two games better than the Chiefs down the stretch. I still think they're going to be a two or three seed. Um, I think it's going to be Bills, some combination of Bills, Steelers, Chiefs, and then uh, Ravens. And then I don't have any idea what's going to be the other three seeds. But like you said, Bills are going to be like, 12 and four, probably at worst, and um, you know, 14 and two at best. So, yep. So, looking good. I was glad to have you on. Thank you for jumping on last minute with Randy out. Um, for our listeners, Randy and I are planning to do a episode this Saturday. We're going to release it. Um, it's going to be just a full in depth look at this Cardinals game on different things that we ex expect to see, just fun fun predictions like we always give. Um, as always, make sure you're following us on Twitter at KC Bills Pod. Um, we like to interact with our listeners. Um, 
tweet at us, interact with us in any way on there. We like to post stuff. Um, you can tweet at us even if we're not tweeting something out asking for stuff and we'll, we'll read your stuff on the show. Um, it's always fun. We do it for you guys. Um, and we enjoy getting to see responses and interactions on Twitter. Um, also please, uh, subscribe to us on Apple podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen and leave a review on Apple podcasts that helps us climb up the charts. Um, you don't really even have to say much, just leave a five-star review and say go bills. And that's going to really help us. Um, but anyway, as always go bills.